Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons about. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey guys, welcome back to Les Hangout, a podcast hosted by two out and proud lesbians. I'm your East Coast lesbian, Ellie Brigida. And I'm your West Coast lesbian, Lee Holmes Foster. And welcome to our second interlude episode, Pride. Happy Pride Month, everyone. Happy Pride! (laughs) I cannot believe Pride is here and I'm so excited! I know, and we know it is not everywhere, but I think for most people, most cities, this tends to be... Tends to be it. This is the month. This is the month, you this guys. This is our month, people. This is the month where I can wear every single one of my lesbian t-shirts. <laughs> so we wanted to do another kind of special interlude episode and talk a little bit about Pride. Some of our experiences with Pride and share a little bit yeah. of our Pride Pride stories. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And the beautiful. And the beautiful. And the beautiful. There you go. Um, yeah, so I think we're we're going to start at the beginning with our first Pride experiences. Okay. And for those of you listening, we would love to hear your experiences too. I think this is just yes. like your first Pride especially is such a magical experience, you know, because it's like you're surrounded by so many queer people. Yeah. And it's just like, it's overwhelming to just be like, wow, these, all of these people exist. You know, I'm not the only person and it's just beautiful. And we would love to hear about yours. My first pride experience happened very early. And I say this is my first pride experience because it was not necessarily pride, but to me, this is my first experience with a very large gay event. (laughs) Okay. So my aunt, gay aunt Meg who we talked Shout about. Shout yeah, I will just keep talking about. She used to live in Provincetown in Massachusetts. For those of you who don't know, and if you don't know, go to Provincetown. I'm going to call it P-Town <laughs> because I feel weird saying Provincetown, but... Because no one calls it Provincetown. Because nobody calls it Provincetown. So P-Town is the gayest city or town per capita, at least in Massachusetts, and pretty much in the whole country, I think. It's like a gay mecca. It's a, it's just gay heaven. And my aunt lived there for quite a few years, and we would go to visit her most summers. So I was exposed to gay culture very early. Like, <laughs> P-Town, like, to, to paint the picture of P-Town on a normal day, there are drag queens riding around on bicycles. Just, like, normal, you know? I went to see my first drag show there when I was, like, nine or ten. It was like... Oh, nice. met yeah, met them after in their street clothes. I was like, oh, <laughs> you don't look the same. Cool. I don't. I think it's where I get my dramatic flair from a, my early the early drag shows. But my first Pride experience is the P Town Carnival Parade. Okay, so every year in August, P Town has a carnival parade, which which is basically like P Town Pride. There are floats, there are beads, there are naked men. <laughs> so it's Pride. Okay. I was actually in the parade, okay? At uh, 10 years old, I spent most of my summer 
in P-Town at this dog cafe like that was owned by these two lesbians. I don't know how I did not figure out I was gay sooner. Yeah, right? Really? I was in it, a it, pride parade. It was parade. not due to underexposure, let's put it that oh, way. Oh, yes. I very much knew that gay people existed and that I loved them. But yeah, I was in the parade on a float. Probably like right in front of me were a bunch of men in Speedos. Behind were a bunch of drag queens. The float that I was on was full of puppies and dogs. Oh, puppies. And me. Oh, that's like a dream. Right? That's like a dream right there. A pride float full of puppies and you. I thought nothing of the fact that I was surrounded by half-naked men. All I cared about was that I was on this float with all these dogs that I loved, and I was throwing candy and beads out into the crowd <laughs> of all these gay people, and I was having a blast. So, queen of the gays. So I have very, very fond memories of my first, what I like to call my first pride experience. But what was, like, your first pride where you realized it was your pride as well? Where I was gay, where I was out. Yeah. So my first Pride where I was out was probably New York Pride, which is New York Pride. This was my junior year of college, and we went into the city for the Pride Parade. And I actually think I was going to talk about this as my favorite Pride experience, but... Oh, I'm sorry. Did I ruin it? It's okay. I went to college, like, right outside of the city. So to me, it almost felt like... Just a normal weekend, because most weekends we would just go out to all the gay bars in New York, you know? But it was just like, now we were going, and there were more people there. (laughs) But like, it's New York, there's always a lot of people there, you know? But yeah, I feel like I don't remember a lot of it, because I was really drunk. (laughs) I was in college, and it was pride. I remember going to the Dalloway, which was this lesbian bar that was owned by one of the women from The Real L Word. And it closed. It was my favorite lesbian bar in the history of lesbian bars. I think it just was because it was, like, my first real, like, lesbian bar, you know? There's always a soft spot. Yeah. But, yeah, I went to the Dalloway. I think I, like, made out with, like, a 35-year-old woman. (laughs) 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 Nothing against that, but I just remember her being like, you are such a baby. And I was like, no, I'm not, when I totally was. But you were. But I was. Yeah, but I was a baby. But you were, what, like 20? 21. I mean, totally drinking legally, of course. Yeah, right? I didn't drink at all before I was 21. Yeah, your first taste of alcohol. Yeah. Tender age of 21. Yeah. <laughs> that was a blast. In New York Pride, you can't, like, you're walking down the street and, like, there are just, like, topless women everywhere. I actually think I had to clean out my Twitter once I uh, became a professional, quote unquote. When I became an adult, I started looking through my Twitter feed, like, hmm, what should you get rid of here? And I have a tweet from that Pride Parade that was basically like, topless women everywhere. What else could Ellie want? And I was like, Ellie, what? Why did you tweet that? But I still I mean, now you are a professional lesbian. I think that's a totally valid tweet. Yeah, honestly, now it makes more sense. Before I was like, you're in the real adult world. And, you know, (laughs) maybe you shouldn't talk about half-naked women on your Twitter, you know? Inappropriate. Inappropriate. (laughs) It was a blur, but it was wonderful. So my first pride. So I have been trying to remember because here's, okay, here's the problem with being a millennial is I think my first pride happened before I had a digital camera, Mm. (laughs) which means I don't actually have like photo documentation 
evidence on my computer that I can go back and double check exactly when it was. It was either my junior or senior year of high school. It's kind of going to depend on when in the year it happened to fall. But either way, when I was in high school, uh, my best friend and I both came out around the same time. Go figure. Mm -hmm. Throwback to our gay magnets. You all kind of turn out to be gay. So we both came out around the same time and we drove up. I grew up in Connecticut. We drove up to Hartford, which if you don't know Connecticut or if you've never been to Hartford, it's not like a huge city. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's not much there. And I want to say that this was 2003 in Hartford and we drove up just the two of us. Drove up to Hartford. We were so excited. We were, like, newly out, going to Pride. This was, like, such a big deal. And I feel like I must have, like, colored recollections of this, you know, in hindsight. Mm -hmm. But, like, the way that I remember (laughs) Hartford Pride the year that we went is, like, I want to say there were, like, maybe 100 people there. It just felt so small, like, compared to the Prides that I've been to since then. Yeah. Well, if you've been to, like, you've gone to San Francisco Pride. Yeah, right. right. I mean, it's, like, in hindsight, it just feels like it was, like, oh, someone in their backyard (laughs) Mm -hmm. had a couple people over for pride and especially because i mean it was 15 years ago you know like it was a slightly different time but we were just so so excited because it was it was that first time of we've come out we're here we're queer and we're surrounded by other queer people and it was like the most exciting thing ever to just feel like we're part of this, you know, like this is, these are our people too. Mm -hmm. It was the best thing. You know, we were so excited. It was so small. (laughs) Yeah. I remember they had like, there was a a comedian who was kind of sort of big at the time who was like pretty butch and her name was Sabrina Matthews and she was there and we were like, oh my God, Sabrina Matthews. And we were like so excited about literally everything, like just, you know, rainbows everywhere. Everything was just colorful and exciting and new and it was great. So in the grand scheme of prides, it was probably the smallest pride I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, it's a big one. Oh, <laughs> That is so cutely. <laughs> oh. But I will, I'm going to try to see. I know I have like photo, like prints, like physical prints of photos that I took because I did have a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like a film camera at the time. And I know I have photos from there that are probably just like lying around at my parents' house somewhere and I will make my mom dig through. <laughs> yes, we need to see the pictures. I know they exist. So there you go. That was, that was my first pride. Hartford Pride, circa 15 years ago. That's cute. (laughs) My first Pride, if you count P-Town, was 15 years ago. Hey. Hey. Was it the same year? Yeah, I think so. Aw, look at us. That's so cute. Oh, just this little baby gay. We started our journey the same time, Ellie. Oh, just took me a little bit longer. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. After that to really figure it out. It's okay. (laughs) I really was like, I love gay people. They're the best. Like I was the champion of gay rights. Your brain was just, it was processing. It yeah. was, you know, mixing it all around. It happens. There. It takes a bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You got there eventually. I did. Thank lesbian Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> because here we are, and I could not be happier. I could uh, not be prouder to be a big old lesbian. 
Right. I'm trying to imagine you if you were still like convinced you were straight and it's just a very funny, very funny picture. Honestly, it's sad. It's just sad. Oh my God. We're not going to go to that dark place. (laughs) As much as I want to talk about pride and talk about sunshine and rainbows and butterflies, we all know as more experienced gays, there comes a time where there are some things that are pretty freaking annoying about pride. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we need to talk about the good and the bad. So we wanted to talk a little bit about our pride pet peeves. And I I actually really do love pride, but I think I'm the kind of person, I like crowds, like I like big events. So I think for people who are like, oh my God, this is so much, that's not really me. So I don't have too many complaints about pride. But my number one, which I think a lot of you will agree, is annoying straight people who try to co-opt our space. And I'm not talking about allies. Of course, I have a lot of straight friends who come with me to Pride and have a wonderful time. And we love you guys. And we love you. Please keep supporting us. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about... I feel like I'm going to sound like such a like old curmudgeon of a lesbian now. Do you, do you need a cane to shake? Right? I want to shake my people. cane and be like, ever since you kids started watching RuPaul, you think you know what gay is. Like, you know, like, I, like what? But I swear to God, those words are about to come out of my mouth. But seriously, people are like, I love drag queens. I love gay people. Oh, I love, like, you guys are so ridiculous and awesome. Like, can we be my gay best friend and we can get drunk and, like, I'll dress up in all rainbow because I just love it. You know, yeah, and I can't deal with them. You have you have the rest of the months. Stop co-opting our month. It's not like you can't be there and it's not like we don't want you there. It's just it's not about you. It's not about you. Yes. If you make it about you, please, please don't come. And to be fair, I mean, I've had that conversation with a bunch of my straight friends about this podcast, you know, where I'm like, you absolutely do not have to listen to my yeah. lesbian podcast. <laughs> you are welcome to listen to my lesbian podcast. You are not the main audience that we have in mind, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're not allowed to listen. It's just we're not making this for straight people primarily. Yes. It's not about okay. you, and it's okay. It's not about you. It's okay. We have a lot of things that are not about us. So just give us this one thing. Like, you know, every movie and TV show ever. It's fine. Yeah. Just give us this one thing. It's not that we don't want straight people there. We just want them to be respectful of our space and respectful of us. Of what's being celebrated. Of what's being celebrated. Which is not their love of RuPaul. Exactly. That's all. That's all. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
Oh, that's all. There was actually this really great article written or shared around last year that was like, as a straight ally, how to do pride. And I shared it with yeah. everyone. I was like, hey, guys, love you all. Here's what you should and shouldn't do. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It was wonderful. So I'll, I'll find that. Maybe we'll share that. Okay. Uh, my pride pet peeve is actually I think goes along really well with my sort of fond hindsight memories of my first mm-hmm. pride, which is that that first pride was it was small it was kind of a a little niche group of, you know, queer people coming together to celebrate. But it was super authentic in mm-hmm. that way, you know? And I think for me, um, especially I've noticed since we've moved to San Francisco, San Francisco Pride is enormous. Yeah. It is huge. And the thing about huge things, especially in the Bay Area is it gets very corporate mm-hmm. very quickly in a way that that kind of dulls that authenticity, yes. you know? And I think that's my biggest pet peeve these days when you go to Pride, is I think Pride, at its core, is about celebrating and supporting and uplifting the queer community, mm-hmm. you know? And in a lot of ways, what it's become out here is big companies... Printing stuff with rainbows on it. To market to their and that's gay it. demographic. Yeah, I mean, kind of. And so it's, you know, if you've never gone to the San Francisco Pride Parade, the thing about the San Francisco Pride Parade that makes it a little hard to, like, stand there through the entire thing is the sheer size of, like, just the Apple and Google delegations. They just let any... I don't know how you get invited to march as part of, like, the Apple... Mm-hmm. group but like i swear they have like twenty thousand people like just oh my god running. it's so big like you will have the apple part of the of the parade going past you for like 15 20 minutes it's unreal like there's so yeah. many people and i think there's a lot of events that are like that like events that get hosted it doesn't feel like it's really supporting like smaller local queer establishments or groups or you know it's a lot of of kind of bigger names and and corporate things and they want to get people to pay money to come to their events and see big name people and i mean i get it it's just sometimes i feel like it kind of takes away a little bit of what pride is supposed to be about yes you know so what i say is if you live in a city like especially a, a big city like san francisco is and you have like huge kind of very glitzy corporate pride events like also look around cuz a lot of times you will you'll be able to find like smaller community focused like queer owned businesses queer hosted events events that actually feature queer people and mm-hmm. performers and pay those performers it's pretty well known within the community that like a lot of pride events will will ask kind of smaller local queer like musicians and artists and stuff to do things for free so that they can pay like big name street Mm -hmm. performers you know um so just just look for ways to make sure that you are supporting your community supporting and celebrating your community because that's really what pride is for and and i think we can do that and i think um those events tend to feel different they feel more real they feel more authentic and they feel more 
more important, you know? And I think that's why my dinky little memories of the Hartford Pride that we went to, I mean, it probably wasn't as small as I mm-hmm. remember it being. It's just in comparison to the Prides that you see now. But I also think it was a lot more real in a lot of ways, you know, because it didn't have that big corporate mm-hmm. edge yet. So there you go. That's my main Pride pet peeve. And we still, we go to San Francisco Pride, but I, I just almost never make it through the parade anymore. Yeah. I just can't do it. There's so many people. There's so many Google That's employees. <laughs> Where do you all That's come from? So much. There's so many of them. I feel like this actually sort of segues us into our favorite Pride experiences because I said before I wanted to talk about New York Pride 2013, um, which was my first Pride as when I was out. Yeah. But I also want to talk about a pride that hasn't happened yet that I think <laughs> will, I have a feeling will be my favorite pride. And that's pride this year in Boston. And it's because of exactly what you're saying. I now in Boston have a pretty close knit group of queer friends and I don't even care to go to the parade really. We're meeting up at one of our friends' houses like drink and have a good time at their apartment and celebrate each other and the meaningful relationships we have as a queer community in Boston. Yeah, I don't really care about the floats. I don't really care about the parade aspect of it. I care about celebrating with the people who I'm proud to be a part of. Granted, as I say all these things, I also need to talk about what our plans are at this party because... (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, we're going to be so proud, and but <laughs> we're planning on having oil wrestling in my friend's backyard. Oh, my God. Which is just, like, ridiculous, but <laughs> inspired by the L word oil wrestling with uh, Lover Cindy, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, you're, you're so It's gay. just, yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's our ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's our thing. It's our people. And as crazy as it is, like, I think it's going to be so much fun and just far more meaningful than any other Pride I've been to because of the people in this more intimate setting. And maybe, like, as the older I get, the more I want to be around the people that I know and not necessarily need to go out and be with a bunch of strangers. Yeah, that kind of performative side of Pride. I mean, I think we all, we all know that. So after Boston Pride... I will for sure give you guys an update. If I win any of the oil <laughs> wrestling, I don't know. Probably not. I'm pretty weak. You're not going to, like, Instagram live it? Come on. Actually, I probably will put it on Instagram. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram if you want to see me oil wrestle. There you go. That'll get us some followers. <laughs> At Les Hangout Pod. But, yeah, I think that's what Pride should be about, the community that we've built together. I mean, being honest, we will probably not make it into the city for Pride this year. Mm-hmm. Because odds are I will be recovering from having a tiny baby and we will have a a new tiny baby. And I think our plan is to, like, celebrate Pride at home with our little little gay family. Oh, my God. That's so cute. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to (laughs) cry. Maybe next year when when she's a little bigger, we'll take her out for the for the parade and stuff. But my guess is it's going to be a little much for like potentially week or a couple week old. Oh, my God. To go to San Francisco Pride. It's it's a lot. You guys, San Francisco Pride yeah. is a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, New York is a lot, too. Maybe we could do Oakland Pride. Oakland Pride, I think, is a little later in the summer. Maybe 
Maybe she'll be a little. Oh my god! And yeah, she's gonna have to be we'll in a see. Les Hangout we'll onesie. See. Yeah. <gasps> Wait, one one more thing. I do want to talk about New York Pride 2013 really quickly, if that's okay. okay. That's allowed. I'll allow it. I remembered as we we're talking, one of the main reasons that Pride was so meaningful is that I was on Cape Cod for the summer, and it was the end of May when we found out that Section 3 of DOMA was repealed. Mm. And it was this huge thing. People all over the country, yeah. obviously, were, like, super excited about it. And I wasn't planning on going to New York Pride. I was on Cape Cod. It was going to take me, like six hours to drive there and I was in the acapella group we had gigs and stuff it just turned out that I had basically like two free days and I drove to New York because I needed to be with my friends from college I felt like this was a historic moment and I wanted to be I wanted to be at pride you know I wanted to be surrounded by people who also cared about this historic moment and so that was I think one of them the most exciting things about Honestly, a lot of the prides since I came out, there have been some really big milestones that have happened in regards to gay marriage in particular and a lot of other stuff that have made those prides even more meaningful and exciting. And it reminds you also why we have Pride Month, because Pride Month is in June because of the Stonewall riots. Pride Month is in June because in June, the whole gay rights movement was started. It's not just because it's nice. Exactly. It's not just because, oh, we can finally, we can have a warm day to have a parade. But I think when you have these huge corporate events, you have these huge parades, you have these huge events, we get caught up in the excitement and the fun of it and sometimes forget that we couldn't always do this. That's why it's It's a celebration. (laughs) It's a celebration of being able to be open, being able to be out because of all of these advancements that the people before us have made. And so I just think it's really important to acknowledge that. That's why we oil wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) For all the lesbians before us who couldn't oil wrestle in their backyards. Yes. No, but... In honor of their memory. In their memory. But but you know know what I'm saying. (laughs) We are so fortunate to live in a time where, of course, there are there are still issues. There's still work to be done. Yeah. But we can be out and proud and go to these events and celebrate. And it's amazing. I think it's important to say. So I, for my favorite Pride experiences, and I kind of have two, but they're the same year. So they're just two separate Prides that year. One of your favorite Prides is upcoming Boston Pride 2018. Yes. Mine is Boston Pride 2011. Mm-hmm. And it's the year that we got married. Oh, <laughs> and it's one of my favorite things. It's such a stupid story, but it makes me so happy every time. So, you know, as we talk about, oh, it's just, you know, it's sunny and beautiful and great to have a parade. It poured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it poured on the Pride Parade in Boston that year. It was the worst weather. It was freezing cold and rainy and gray and gross. And we used to march in the Pride Parade every year with the church that we went to in Boston. Shout out to The Crossing. If anyone is looking for a super welcoming, inclusive Boston church, I recommend checking them out. But we used to march with our church. And that year, I mean, I'm going to say we had a float. It wasn't really a float. It was like a trailer behind a truck Mm -hmm. or something that we were all in, which was kind of nice because at least you didn't have to like walk the whole way, but also it probably would have kept us warmer to walk that year yeah, because it was cold. 
But my favorite thing about that year is, A, I did kind of love that the rain meant that there were far fewer people, both marching in the parade and watching the parade. Like, there would be whole stretches of the parade route where there was just, like, no one. Yeah. (laughs) You'd have, like, three people standing there, like, under an umbrella, like, clapping, you Mm -hmm. know? And so, in some ways, it did feel very intimate in a way that, like, the parade doesn't always, you know? Because it's just, like, these just huge crowds of people and there's just so much noise and it's so loud and you it's a lot this it was like you know you could like wave at individual people mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and so one of my favorite things is that year we made uh the sign that we held while we were on this little float because the parade was nine days before our wedding. Mm-hmm. And so we had a little sign that was like all colored in in rainbow and it said getting gay married in nine days. Ugh. And we held this little sign the whole time. My favorite thing about this is we got married on a Monday, mm-hmm. right? Which, slight side note, get married on Mondays, everything is cheaper. <laughs> it's the number one advice that we've given to everyone we know, and no one will do it, but, like, I swear our wedding costs, like, a third of what it should have. So, anyways, we got married on a Monday, and so we had our little sign that said, get married in nine days, and my favorite thing is, we were at this one point in the parade route where there was, like, it was one of those, like, dead areas. There were very few people there. It was kind of down, like, going around the corner at, like, where you go, like, past the commons, and then we were, like, kind of up by City Hall, and there was, like, no one really there. And there's these two adorable gay dudes, and they're standing there, like, huddling together, cuddling for warmth, like, under a little umbrella, and they saw our sign, and, like, we had a lot of people get that were super excited about mm-hmm. the sign the whole time, you know? And so, like, people, we had people yelling, like, congratulations, and I think it was part of why, like, it was so cute that it was such a smaller crowd, And you could, like, see when people would, like, read and process it and then be like, oh, my God, congrats. And they were so excited for us. And it was my favorite thing because you're just in this in the back of this truck that's going, you know, like three miles an hour. (laughs) It's like so slow. And these two guys, they're like clapping and cheering and they're so excited. They read our sign. You see their faces light up. They get so excited. They're screaming for us. And then all of a sudden, one of them stops and he just yells out as our as our little thing is driving past him, and he just goes, On a Monday? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite reaction that we got the entire day, because he, like, counted it out in his head. He was like, nine days. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, my God. That is <laughs> so funny. And he was so confused that he was like, you're getting married on a Monday, and you're moving so slowly that, like, you, we literally had the opportunity to yell back and be like, yeah, everything is so much cheaper. And he was like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> We, like, had this whole little ridiculous conversation at, like, three miles an hour as we drove past this dude in the parade, and it was just great. Amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. So that was just, every time I think about that one little guy counting out the days to our wedding in his head, I just get so happy (laughs) inside. But the other thing that was great that year is that, so we got married in uh, Rhode Island, actually. We got married down in Newport, mm-hmm. which, as we're talking about, you know, all of these things that have changed over time and everything, it was not legal in Rhode Island for us to get married when yeah. we did. So we got married in Newport. We actually technically got married the day after our wedding in our apartment in Boston, where it was legal. Mm-hmm. We rented out a house with both of our bridal parties for the weekend, and we both did our bachelorette parties while we were down 
in Newport. And my bridal party for my bachelorette party literally rented a limo and drove us out to Providence Pride, which was the night of my bachelorette party. Yes. And they didn't tell me where we were going. We just like got in a car and ended up at Pride. Yes. <laughs> So at Pride with, you know, like a little thing saying I'm getting married that weekend. And so I just got a lot of celebrations at Pride of my wedding. And that was that was a good old time as well. So that's amazing. So I had two Prides that year. So you guys did two separate bachelorette parties? Yeah, we did two separate ones. Yeah, because I know like some people do it together, right? Yeah. I sort of like separate. I think the thing that's hard is like, it's hard because you have so many shared friends, Yeah, you know? And so I understand the not wanting to put people in an awkward place to choose or whatever. I think it ended up working out for us Mm -hmm. to do them separately. And I think it was probably good that, like, my bridesmaids and everything decided to, like, move us a little outside. I mean, Newport is not a huge place. Yeah, you probably would have ran into each other. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, it would have been kind of hard to avoid each other. When you're doing such horrible things on your bachelorette party, I'm sure, Lee. (laughs) Getting wild. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know me, right? Just, yep. just crazy times. <laughs> I mean, just strippers and blow everywhere. Wow, that's, that's basically the evening. Yeah, right? I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is getting this is a really raunchy episode for like. I guess it's pride, so. At this point, anyone who listens to the podcast is just rolling their eyes at me. And that is the accurate reaction, you guys. <laughs> yeah, and is not surprised that Ellie's oil wrestling. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's That's fine. Okay. I think Kelsey's was like a sunset like boat tour of Newport. Yeah, Harbor. Newport's so very like, like ritzy. It's like they were like, like very classy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yep. All right. Well, I think it might be time for our Q and Gay. <gasps> Q and Gay. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. I came up with the Q and Gays this week. So here we go. All right. For those of you who are just tuning in, remember, you can also answer these Q and Gays. On our Twitter, but I'm going to ask Lee first, so here we go. Q. 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 And. Gay. All right. Number one. What is your favorite part of Pride? A. The gays. (laughs) B. The outfits. C. The parties. Or D. The parade. Uh, the gays. Obviously. Gotta be the gays. The gays. Always the gays. Always the gays. Okay, what is your biggest Pride pet peeve? A. Straight people. (laughs) B, nudity. C, too many people. Or D, too corporate. I am going to say too corporate. Yep. Felt it. All right. This is some shameless self-promotion, but I just need to know. What Les Hangout tank will you be wearing to Pride? Oh, my God. A, rainbow Les tank. B, female gaze. C, release the kiss. Or D, Les Hangout logo. I am going to say, hoping that I have more options when more of my clothes fit me by Pride this year, ideally, probably Les Hangout logo, although I don't know, man. The Les, Rainbow Les is tempting me already. I'm going for the Rainbow Les. I'm going to have two tank tops (laughs) that say the word Les on it, and it's totally fine. I think that's very on brand for you, Ellie. It really is. (laughs) All right. Number four. When was your first Pride? A, in the 80s. B, in the 90s, C, in the thousands, D, in the tens. I, they're the aughts, right? It's the, the aughts. Thousands. Yeah. No one calls them that, but that, I'm going to say it. Because Wait, I what are the aughts? The thousands? The two, yeah, the, like the, the double zeros? To 2009. Yeah. The aughts. Okay, sorry. Should I say it again? 
No, no, it's fine. I'm just gonna be be pretentious. Be yes. (laughs) (laughs) Be pretentious and obnoxious, and I'm gonna say mine was in the aughts. Oh, in the aughts. All right. Yeah. And then I tried to pick a few different cities for this, but either way. Number five, because I wanted also our listeners to be able to do it. And write-ins are, of course, welcome for this one. Oh, yeah. Definite write-ins. So number five, what is your favorite city you've ever been in for a pride parade? A, Boston. B, San Francisco. C, Toronto. D, New York. Boston. I just, I have such fond memories of Boston prides. Yeah. Boston's just, it's a great city to be gay in. It really is. It is. I love being a lesbian here. Ugh. I mean, like, San Francisco's no slouch. I'm just, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I feel like we just had so many milestones mm-hmm. happen in Boston, so. Yeah, I love it. And remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can also find us on Instagram. I am sure we are going to have so many fun pictures from this episode to share as we dig up all of our old pride yes. pictures. Yes. So Instagram and Facebook, where you can find us at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Send us your pride stories. We want to hear yes, them. Yes, please. You can check us out at our website, which is leshangoutpod.com. And if you want to support the podcast, you can support us in a completely free way by listening to us on Radio Public. And the link for that is bit.ly slash leslisten. We get paid listens, but it's completely free for you. You can also support us uh, monetarily, and you can do that in a couple ways. One of them is to become a patron on our Patreon page. You get access to fun perks like blooper reels, like downloads of our Essential songs, or you can join us for Essential's viewing parties. And you can find that at patreon.com slash leshangout. And super exciting, we are only $6 a month away from our second goal on Patreon. We're so close. Which hopefully by the time this episode comes out, that won't even be real. But, you know, <laughs> thank you guys so much. All of you are wonderful and you have been so supportive. Yes. We are, and we yes. have a ton of fun watching movies with you guys. We love it. So fun. And if you want to get your Les Hangout merch, especially this month, this is the time to be wearing yes. your lesbian merchandise, people. Remember, you can go to our merch site, which is at TeePublic, and the link for that is bit.ly slash lesshop. And we're going to have some awesome new pride designs up, including a rainbow les shirt, which I am so about, <laughs> and a few others. So definitely check, check those out. out. And we'll be having um, some special pride sales. So you can get your Les Hangout merchandise at a cheaper price. Which everyone loves. Yes. It's a win-win. If you want to follow us individually, the best place to find me, I am on Instagram and on Twitter at LSH Foster. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Ellie Brigida. And with that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out. out.